May 18th, my wife's birthday. And we're going to have a happy day here, I know. We had to have a wonderful time with our family last night. We've been talking about finances and how to make sure that we don't face, uh, how do we prosper. And one key way to make sure we do is to avoid the things that lead to financial ruin. We've been giving the rules of uh, common sense, God-fearing rules of finance that have helped Roz and I. One being, first rule we talked about, live on last year's level of income, not next year's. In other words, don't anticipate that you're going to get that raise. Don't think it's all going to go better, but learn how to set some aside. Uh, yesterday, we talked about stay married to the same person. That's important. If you, if you don't, if divorce is expensive and families tend to be more successful financially. For whatever reason, God uses the family structure to uh, create prosperity. Today, we want to talk about this principle, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. I don't know about you. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? I tend to be an optimist. I think that's one reason I'm often late to meetings is I assume every light's going to be green. I once had an uncle and he was giving me directions to, to their house. And he said, you get off the freeway, then you go, you go uh, north, five red lights, and then you'll turn right. And I thought, my goodness, he was a pessimist. He assumed every light would be red. He probably got everywhere early because of that. I am an optimist on everything, probably except uh, home repairs, where in that case, it's Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it will. If it should take 15, 20 minutes, plan on it. It's going to take a couple hours because of uh, things going wrong. But in life, we live in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world, by the way, here's our principle, expect the unexpected. Because we live in a fallen world, things do go wrong. There are medical emergencies, unexpected. I know in my own life, this became really evident to us when, when I was 32 years old and Ross came down with a really a life-threatening illness, celiac disease, and was in the hospital and was quite ill. And we ought to all realize this. This shouldn't be new to us, but somehow it was new to me. I thought, you know, we're godly people. We love the Lord. Uh, there's not going to be calamity strike us. There's not going to be these these unexpected catastrophes. I, I assumed I would always just be strong and healthy till the day I die. And I'd probably be preaching on campus and somehow that next later that night, keel over and die. And I'd go from peak strength to death in a matter of hours. Well, expect the unexpected. When I saw my wife, a good person, really struggling with health and the way that it affected, couldn't get out of bed, had to be hospitalized, the way it affected our finances. These are all things be prepared for. There are auto accidents. I've had them. You maybe have had one. <clears throat> Others, you know, they happen. Sometimes there's what we call black swan events in our economy. 9-11 happened. The housing crisis in 2008, 9, and 10. Uh, the pandemic that we're, we're just recently went through. All these things unexpected that are way beyond anything that I have control over or that you have control over can have a dramatic effect upon your finances, your life, your employment, your business, indeed, the whole economy. 
And so what do we want to say? Expect the unexpected. This is what, um, it, it's easy. We have lived in such a time of abundance in our culture, in our country, much of it financed by debt. And even when we have some of these black swan events like 9-11 or the housing crisis or the pandemic, seems like the government's just able to print more money and, and stimulate the economy and like this last time, give us money. And as a result, we kind of all made it through a lot of, you know, we made it through financing it via debt. It's easy because of that to have a mindset that bad things can't really happen and I'll be okay. The truth is, even though our country made it through some of these events and a lot of our businesses made it through, there are a lot of people who suffered tremendously as a result of these unexpected black swan events, be they in the, the whole economy or be they personal. And, and James warns us about this when he's talking about people who are planning to do business. And they said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Next year, we're going to do this. Next year, we're going to do that. In three years, we're going to have the, this will be what we'll do. Writing out a business plan, shall we say. And that's certainly appropriate to have planning. However, James warns us this. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. And indeed, that should be our attitude. This is so important that we see in this idea of expecting the unexpected, that we not become arrogant and think we control our future. I think it very, I'm a planner. I like to have goals. I believe in the importance of goals. I believe if you have written goals, you're more likely to succeed them or at least make good progress towards them than if they're just some vague hope or wish in your mind. I believe in goals. I believe in planning. I believe in anticipating things. But we don't want to let it become arrogance where we think we are in control. Rather, we say, if the Lord wills, I will live. If God is in it, and the important thing that we're saying here is we invite God into our planning. We invite God into our finances. Have you ever done that? I hope so. This is so critical. If you want to, if you want to avoid financial catastrophe, because this is what we're talking about today, and you want a sense of financial uh, success in the long run, which is what we're also talking about here, that we invite God in. We say, God, I ask you to be a part of my finances. I realize I'm only a steward of them, and I ask you to be a part. If the Lord wills, we'll live and also do this or that. How do you plan for the unexpected? I think there are several things that I encourage you to do. Number one, develop an emergency fund. Have a way. What, what, what are you going to do if the car breaks down? What are you going to do if the air conditioner breaks down? What are you going to do if, if the refrigerator goes out? What are you going to do if, if, if you have a car accident? What are you going to do if there's a health emergency? What are you going to do if you lose your job? When are you, in, you lose your income? What, what are you going to do in some of these? Now, you can't plan for every single catastrophe unless, it, you know, you. again, I'm an optimist. I believe in taking risk. I believe in getting out there and making something of your life. And if all you're doing is trying to protect yourself, you'll never do anything. I don't encourage you to go to that extreme. But we live in a fallen world. And bad things do happen. And some people, if they're not prepared, they get wiped out. They lose everything. 
they, 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 they have to start all over again. They may lose a lifetime of, of savings and investment because they weren't adequately prepared for a lawsuit or a accident or a medical emergency and so on. And so have, I encourage you, three things. Number one, have some sort of emergency fund prepared. Have something that you know access to money if, if you would need it. Number two, that you, uh, you have your proper insurance. There was a time I was against insurance. I thought it was ungodly because we as it were, church was so tight, we supported one another. Well, if you're in a church like that, awesome. The idea is whether it's, it's in, with a legal company of insurance or whether your church family does it, or maybe one of these medical sharing plans that Roz and I were on for many, many years, uh, amongst Christians, you know, medical sharing plan, like we were on Christian health, health care, health share ministries, whatever it would be, be, realize that there will very likely be some times in life where there will be people in your community, in your sphere, who need your help. And there'll be times when you need their help. This is part of how God has designed life. We are communities of people. There will be times when expenses or difficulties or needs will be that you can help others and your abundance can help them and at times where their abundance can help you. This is one thing I think is so important in the church. I don't. I know back, like I mentioned, when Roz was ill, I don't know how we couldn't have made it without our church. Caring for the kids, our responsibilities. Roz was unable to do anything. The finances, the whole thing. I don't know how people who don't have family or church uh, community for tragedies and catastrophes, I don't know how they make it. And I, in one sense, saw that we had paid our premiums all these years because we served. We were there for other people. We helped others. We, we helped them financially. We helped, we served when people were in need. And when our time of need came, we received back from people. I encourage you, be in a community where you're both financially, and that might just be insurance, it might be your church, but be an, where there's a financial support and where there's that human support, just availability for encouragement, support, running errands, taking, the, taking you to your doctor's appointment if you can't make it, whatever it may be, mowing the lawn for you. All of these things can help prepare for the unexpected, expect the unexpected. Do your part to serve others. And when your day comes, they will most likely serve you. The third thing I say here is prepare during times of abundance. And this is what I'm saying here. Financially, we've been in a time of quite a bit of abundance in our country. And we have an abundance of time, lots of, often to, to serve others if you're healthy and well, to serve others, to help others, to care for others. When Joseph had the dream that Egypt was going to have seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. Everybody else was just out eating, eating what they grew. But Joseph had Pharaoh save and prepare during that time of abundance so that when the time of famine came, they were prepared. And indeed, they prospered during that time. Pharaoh not only survived, but those who were in Pharaoh's fear, they prospered, probably took over all of Egypt. There are people doing that in our day. I hope you realize that. There are people who understand that times of difficulty come and they take advantage of those who are unprepared. They take advantage. That's when they, they'll buy your house at a cheap price. They'll, they, will, they will offer you something, 
classic example is in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and how when there was a bank failure, Potter was buying everything. He was prepared. He took advantage of people's weaknesses. Prepare yourself not to take advantage of others, but so that others won't take advantage of you. Prepare during times of abundance. Be setting some aside. Be ready. You say, is this a lack of faith? Not at all. This is a realization in a fallen world that the good times don't always last. Be prepared for that. Now, there's one other thing I want to mention when we talk, though, about expect the unexpected, and that's this. Expect God's blessing. Don't just expect the hardships. We know in a fallen world, hardships will come, and we're not immune just because we're believers. But also, as we invite God into our finances, expect God to show up for you. Expect God to bless you. And I want to, this, this is the positive side. The other was security, watch out. But this is a, the other side of that coin is our God is involved in our lives. If you invite him into your finances, you invite him into your life, you invite him into all that you do. And there's no limit, no area that's off limits to God. You would be surprised how God can do things for you. A number of years ago, you know, we, we are supported by donations, our ministry. And I don't know, it's probably 10, 11, 12 years ago. In a one week's time, one week's time, three of our five largest contributors to our ministry called and notified me they had to stop giving. Now, two of them were in business together. They, they, they had something happen to them where they went from being prosperous to the rug being yanked out from under them. But three of the top five, this was something like 25% of our income was just wiped out, stopped. In one, in one week, I remember praying and saying, Lord, this is just too obvious of a trial for it. You know, if it had just been one, I might not have realized, but by three of them, God, you're testing me. God, this is a trial that you're allowing for good. And so I'm going to give thanks to this and I'm going to expect to see a blessing. Do you know what? Somehow, and to this day, I don't know, really know how God brought other people on to make up for that. that, that was a large, those were very large givers. And God brought a number of people who gave smaller gifts and it totally made up for it. We never missed a step. We never missed a step. We never, uh, we, we, that, that was made up within a matter of, of weeks. And I, and I don't know, I mean, I don't, it was God. It was God showed up. I don't think I did anything extra or special. It's God showed up that these three left and then before you knew it, a bunch of new ones came on. That was God. Expect the unexpected in a positive way as well. The message here today really is don't let the unexpected things that are going to happen, don't let them ruin you. They do happen, even though we're believers and God watches over, but they do happen. Don't let it ruin you. On the other hand, do expect God as well. Be prepared, but expect God to show up because he does. We thank him for that. Father in heaven, we bless you today. And we do invite you into our finances. You're our Lord. All that we have is yours. Our very life is yours. Certainly our money is. We gave you our life. We've given you our heart. Certainly we give you our money. And Father, we pray that we would be prudent people, wise people, realizing the world we live in, there are corrupt people. There are these black swan events that are way beyond our control that, that shake the whole country. And Lord, we realize that, that our health is frail. We're just vapor, we're but dust. 
one day we'll all die. Lord, we realize that accidents can happen with us too. We realize there can be, we can be ripped off. I've been ripped off, Lord. I've been taken advantage of. So many things can happen. Help us, Father, to be wise and prudent and prepare for those unexpected events so that they don't destroy us and wipe us out. Help us, Lord, to have the discipline today so that we don't have the difficulty in the future. And Lord, I know it's difficult to save and prepare and to think ahead. Help us, Lord, to do so anyway so that when those difficult days come, we're not wiped out. And Father, again, though, we thank you that with the promise of Matthew 6.33, that if we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, that all things we need will be added to us. Hallelujah. We praise you that when you're a part of our life, you do get involved even in this area of our finances. And you are our provider. We confess that, Lord. You may use an employer. You may use a contributor. You may use a, 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 a business as the channel of your blessing. But you're the source. You're the provider. Others are just channels. And we thank you that you, the stream of God, never runs dry. We thank you that there's no end to your provision. You're the mighty God. It all belongs to you. We praise you. And we live with confidence that not only could will we prepare for a negative unexpected, but we live in anticipation that you bring positive blessings our way that we we want to recognize them when they come. We bless you today. We love you and we give you this very day to follow you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I enjoy having you along. We're here every single day. And I know many of you come, come here every day. You, you get involved in the chat if you're here live or you leave a comment if you come later in the day or even if you listen to the podcast. Share this with your friends. Uh, I, I come here to bless and encourage and strengthen. Make sure you share with others so they can be blessed as well. And if you're new, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify, be part of this community. If you come here every day the next you know, several months, your life will change. God's word is powerful. We need it every day because we're not once a day Christian or once a week Christians. We're not once a year Christians. We're not just when I feel like a Christians. We're day by day Christians, 24 seven. And we get the word of God built into our lives every day and it makes a difference. It'll make a difference with you. So until we see, until we're, until we're together, together again tomorrow, my God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his joy, his peace, his love. Remember, you got something the world didn't give. Don't let the world take it away. God bless you and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.